Welcome to iHeartGeek. And welcome to a time machine version of iHeartGeek. We're talking 80s movies. Well, in specific, we're talking 80s comedies. And because it's something special, and we're going to talk about that in just a second on we're going to come out the gate hitting this one. I'm Dub. We're here with Christina and we're here with Tyler. How are you guys doing? Um, so when I say 80s movies or 80s comedies, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Start with you, Tyler. Naked Gun movies. Okay. I, I absolutely. I grew up on that. My parents loved it. It was always on. I just, you can't, you can't think of 80s comedies without Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. So. Yeah, he was he was something very special. It started out as a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. You can figure how that works. What, what about you, Christina? John Hughes. John yeah. Hughes comedies, they were my generation's uh, feel good, uh, outcast, you name it, it you, you connected. Very good. Uh, with, with me, it is um, all about the formula. Um, mm. We'll get into that in just a second on why I'm talking about the formula. But it they did have, there's about three formulas that they used in every movie in the 80s, in every comedy in the 80s, and it worked every time. Um, this formula would not work today because, well, thinner skin. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, now, before we go on, Go click down. If you're watching this on YouTube, click click the like on this. Click subscribe and share this with all your friends. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, like uh, totally. Like totally bunches and stuff. Right? Wow. Okay. Now, I want to ask that question real quick. What was with people intentionally dumbing themselves down in the 80s to do Val? <laughs> Christina, you got you got an answer for this? Um, Being a child from the 80s. Boys didn't always appreciate my my literacy knowledge, how I was into novels. Um, I was the hidden sci-fi geek because like yeah. um, so they like totally liked it when they felt so much smarter than you. Sad. I mean interesting. Yeah, you know, I was I was I was a little more in the 90s, and honestly, I think the 90s were kind of rebellion against that because there was more um let let's pretend like we're a lot smarter than we are and, you know, be into arts that we have no idea about. And, uh-huh. and I think that, yeah, I think that was a nineties was a rebellion to the eighties. Like Possibly, that. I mean, yeah. That makes sense. Everybody had enough of that, uh, that Aquanet and that fluorescent. Yeah, the Aquanet might have something to do with hair. it too. <laughs> I mean, I, it took me an hour to pull this off. Just the hair. And I feel a little bit dumber. <laughs> well, I, it's all the fumes that you had to, you know, suck in. Okay, so let's let's talk formulas in these movies. Now, I think the biggest formula we'll talk about is the um, very pretty girl that's awkward, very mm-hmm. good-looking guy that they want to that has a girlfriend, always has a girlfriend. And they're going to eventually get together because those do. And then the nerd. Um, that's your general formula for every 80s comedy. But why did it work so well? I mean, you know, we had the. Okay, let, let's say this right now. The 80s would not last today. So we're not going to constantly have to say, well, this wouldn't last. This wouldn't work now. Okay, let's just forget about that. We're talking about the 80s. Uh, 
So there, there are some racial tropes that, let's be honest, if you didn't laugh at it, you're a liar. If you said you didn't laugh at it, you're a liar. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but why did that, that particular formula work? Uh, Tyler, what about you? Uh, for comedy's sake, I mean, you could come at things with so many different angles, you know, from the nerd point of view, getting wedgies and stuffed in a locker and, you know, all that. The unlikely uh, pairings with the uh, the jock and the awkward girl in the class mm-hmm. and everything. You know, I just think I think it gave you a lot to work with because you had all these different angles you could come from. Yeah. What about you, Christina? So in spite of the 80s being so completely delightfully inappropriate, um, there was also a lot of social lessons. So when you look at some of the movies, there was in in midst of all the humor and everything, there was a lot of um, social lessons where um, one of my favorites, uh, you know, the jock gets to know the nerd and they, they all of a sudden become more than what they would be. And let yeah. me tell you something, people. Mm. That never happened in high school. I was there. <laughs> I would disagree with you. I am an I, 80s high schooler. You're in 90s. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I started I started my high school years in 1990. So, yeah. yeah. Wow, I felt like Casey Kasem right there. Depends on if he needs help with homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Usually how it started. Now, and uh, that's another constant in all the 80s movies was change. We always had we always had a huge evolution. That was, that was like the more, you know, moment. It always had to happen with every single movie. Uh-huh. And I, I miss that. I miss seeing the person a starts off one way. And then at the end, by the end of the movie, they're a better person. E- right. Either morally or just now they're, they're cool or whatever. I miss that. I like, I like the striving for something else. And yes, there was a lot of, unlike the nineties, the eighties were more, okay, well let's be popular. Let's be cool. Let's change ourselves completely to fit in. And that was, that was the lesson, which is not, you know, we we can't forget Ali Sheedy in uh, breakfast club. I'm like, Oh, so you're going to go change everything you are or uh, Sandy and um, John Travolta in Greece. Yeah. It was, we're going to change everything about ourselves, and that's okay. Maybe that wasn't the best thing to be pushing. I had less of a problem of it happening in, like, in like Greece, because they were both trying to change for each other, and then mm. at the end, they kind of meet in the middle. Then I do, like, the Breakfast Club, where she completely, oh, yeah, hand jive, baby, right there. Um, <laughs> she completely, like, changed who she was. All right. And, and honestly, I mean, with the Ali Sheedy character, we can really get into this one really deep, but that character was... Did she want to be awkward or was she just awkward? Did she need um did she need Molly Ringwald to tell her how to be normal or whatever? That's it there right there. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of things that the eighties they don't see now was the character development, even as cheesy as the movies come out yeah. to be. Um character development still holds up. I mean, a lot of the movies now everything's you know, somebody has a problem, they solve the problem. There's really not a whole lot of, you know, complete lessons learned. And now I've, I've grown as a new, new person. You, know, you don't see that a lot anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of an example. I think some really good examples of how they did do it, but I can't think of it like um, even like a film as silly as Mannequin. This artist, he mm. put he put this mannequin together, and hey, I feel like an artist again, yay! But they that was one of those changes in a good way because he was an artist again. He it was like getting rid of his block, I guess. Right. You know, so I think it wasn't always a bad thing. You know, as much as we can like, no. oh, that's so terrible now. It, I don't think it was always a bad thing. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just a thing. It's a thing. Um, and, and I know because in the 80s, like, I would change depending on what group I was hanging out with. Yeah. Well, so the stereotypes really, were heavy then. I would really say that the 80s is the generation of chameleons. Like, when I was hanging out yeah. with my surfer friends, um, I didn't wear a ton of makeup. When I was hanging out with my valley girl friends, I looked like this. So you should totally watch yeah. the video. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, we, we did evolve or change depending on who we were hanging out with at the time oh let's be honest we, we can all vibe with that i mean growing up that's what you do you find in your place and that's what a lot of these movies were that even even uh the more serious movies you know they were all coming of age movies yeah that were yeah popular and as you're coming up that's what you're doing you're you're trying to find your place and blend in here and there trying to you know that didn't work out i didn't like how this these people treated me so now i'm gonna go you know, change my persona. And now here I am. I'm a Valley girl. So maybe yeah. we're missing something. Um, you know, maybe that was an important part of growing up that they don't give you in movies. Now, now, you know, you have the person that's staunchly committed to something and they stay staunchly committed to something. That's your general trope for movies today. Uh-huh. It's, it's a fact. Kids, I think need to learn to be chameleons for a while. So they figure out what they want. You don't have to be, 16 17 18 years old and know who you are in fact you shouldn't that was a big deal in the 80s we're gonna go spend some time trying to find ourselves that's not okay anymore and i think we're missing something maybe that's just the weird side effect of uh the whole you know you're an individual everybody should accept it and you know like that's not not necessarily real you know Even though it's out there in society, it's like that's what everybody's kind of saying. That's not really how it is because you want to find your place. You know, you like how those people act and what they do. So I want to go fit in over there, you know? Yeah. Ironically enough, the movies that I like today are probably more similar to the 80s. Like um, Netflix just came out with Ryan Reynolds, The Adam Project. There is some, there's some great humor. There's some of that coming of age in there. Um, and, And I enjoy those more. So some, there are a few movies, I think, but they're rare. They're so rare that they still are following some sort of formula of, you know, the, the evolution of a person individually. Yeah. So an, another thing we can look at in eighties movies that I think is really interesting is the, uh, the way they date themselves between 1989 and 1990, everything changed and nothing that would be in an eighties movie would be in the nineties movies. They have the hair they have, cause they were trying to be cutting edge, which, Hey, we still do that. And let's be honest, you know, my kids will laugh at some of the stuff we watch and say, Oh, you guys, you, you guys are so dated. I can't believe you're using that small of a phone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't What's know. The pager? <laughs> those styles are ridiculous, blah, blah. But the eighties really put a stamp on this is ours. Boom. 
you know, with the with the big big Zach Morris phone. Oh yeah. Um yeah, the hyper colors, everything, day glow, you know. And I think I don't know if it's a conscious choice, but I think that it what they had to work with. I think it both hurts and helps that that era. Because I mean, yes, it's dated, so you know, my kids aren't gonna get as into it, but at the same time, it really is a slice of that moment in history. Absolutely. And which way they try not to do that now. That's why they're still enjoyable to watch these days. Because you yeah. just kind of thinking back, like, oh man, I remember walking into TJ Maxx or whatever, you know, and just seeing the rows of hypercolor windbreakers and you know. And- and it well, just it takes you, it takes only you back. My left you know? ear pierced. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just it takes you back, and you think, why did we do that? But back then, that's what, everybody was trying to find their their thing, their niche, the next cool thing. And man, it it got bright. It got so bright. <laughs> just colors everywhere, man. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's what I think. It was just what they had to work with. Yeah. So here's a question I have for you guys. Um, and let, let's forget about the political correct stuff. What would it take to bring back like an '80s comedy era back to now, and and make it so it works? Um, I, you know, I think a big thing is that journey. We don't, you know, and let's have people that don't take themselves so seriously. Let's have mm-hmm. Blaine and Blaine, Blaine, Blaine like Samantha, and that's the movie. Cool, you know, and he, they 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 keep missing each other, you know, and. You know, the 90s, they did a little bit, like 10 Things I Hate About You and that kind of stuff. But now it's gone, I think, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. What do you think would be that formula from the 80s that could work now? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think for me, it's... I, I don't know that they can pull it off, only because, again, the 80s were delightfully inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And um, my my son loves the 80s. Like, that's his, he lo- he's very nostalgic. He's only 28, loves the 80s. And when he was like 15, 16, we sat down to watch some movies with him. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot that was in there. <laughs> there was always a topless girl <laughs> shot in every 80s movie. Everyone. Well, yeah, and then, and then, and then the cow suit scene. <laughs> you know, when you know, you know. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, try explaining that to a 15 year old <laughs> but a lot of it didn't need to be explained because it was known that this is a joke this the revenge of the nerds that you have to overlook it it was a terrible through our eyes now on what happened but nobody gave it a second thought then and everybody knows if you watch revenge of the nerds you know which scene i'm talking about with the moon room um is it, it i mean Yes, that needs to be changed. That shouldn't have went there. But at the same time, nobody took it as serious. It's like, oh, this is just, it's its a fantasy moment. It's a joke. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I hate to say it, but I think we've come so far um, and there's nothing wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being socially aware. But then also when you come so far that you're really s- stealing like this just general joy from silliness and that's what a lot of Mm -hmm. i mean we we were very silly we were very um you know we didn't take ourselves serious even though we like to pretend we did we were Um, whirly raps they you cannot take yourself seriously no (laughs) absolutely 
right? And I mean, for goodness sakes, we did mall bangs. We did day day glow colors. Like, um, I, I would love to see it, but I realistically don't see it happening. Yeah. I, actually, I want to give another reason why I don't think it can happen is because of the importance, because in every movie it had this, in every 80s movie, there was mall culture. We don't mm. have malls anymore. You know, right. let's, let's go hang out with our friends, go check out girls and guys and not buy anything and sit and wander literally all day. Hang out at, hang out the, at the food court, man. At the food court. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't. Gotta, you can't get be like. Right. Tomorrow's. <laughs> you, you you can't be like. I'm gonna totally hang out with my girls on Amazon. But I th- I think the the mall cu- mall culture was actually really important to mm-hmm. that genre, and I think that was important to a generation. That's why part of why you don't you couldn't take yourself too seriously, because yes, you have your hot topic and it's right next to Claire's, which is right next to Journeys. But let's use that as an example. And you're going to spend time in every one of those stores and you're going to take on, okay, for a little while, you're going to go to Hot Topic and be goth. Uh, sometimes you're going to go to Claire's and get your left ear pierced and be a rebel. Um, you're going to go to the the hat store and be a jock because and nobody was that. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that you're going to come back a lot of, to uh, not taking yourself so seriously because uh, clearly the 80s didn't. They took things seriously like that hair and whatnot but hey, hey now, hey now. <laughs> but you know i mean at, nowadays i think you just people lost the silliness so the formula really it'd be, it'd be lacking no matter how hard you tried um i mean for uh, for just a, a regu- ridiculous example we had you know an incident in my town where two kids silly stringed the heck out of somebody at a store and got <laughs> arrested for it. You know, like it just, well, you I, can't be silly with silly string anymore. You know, well, I this mean, is, we had fun. I mean, we brought water guns to my graduation and we just, we yeah, had fun. That's what stuff. you did. See, I live in, I in California. It was a hot that. town. The mall it's culture. A, you'll yeah. get kicked. You'll get kicked out of the mall now for hanging around. Yeah. You know, and I was a mall rat. Yeah, no we never dealt with that. Yeah, yeah, you know, people just accepted it. Like, okay, the kids are just doing their thing. You know, they're hanging out. They need something to do. You know, and, and it, it made you deal with conflicts. Oh, I don't want to get wet, but so absolutely. I either run away or I stand up. And usually, if you stand up, you made your best friend forever. Um, we don't get yeah. that anymore because there is no, and that's part of I think what is so important with these '80s movies. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of conflict in them, even it, the comedy conflict. Yes, in the, in the comedy in the comedy realm, there was still always a lot of conflict that somebody had to overcome or deal with or whatever. And you, the lesson came out of it, and uh, usually it ended up being that the jock realized the nerd guys are actually pretty yeah. cool and should have them around more. You know that kind of stuff. It's, it's I think a lot of it has to do with eighties being so over the top. Now I know we're not yeah. talking about this part. <laughs> Boy, of Boy, was it! But I mean the comedy was all over the top. You had a topless girl in every, in every movie because it just had to be there because it's over the top. Um, but you then you look at the action adventure movies, the kill count is like a billion. <laughs> Rambo went through and kills everyone because it's over the top. And people, the shopping I feel cart like, tips over and it explodes. Like, yeah. I feel like that's how, you know, you, 
learn to separate fact from reality. I think that when everything's so real, you're not separating it anymore. Mm. And yep. you know, and you know what? And yeah, hyper realistic now. But the uh, but on the other hand, I think the '80s was the start of hyper realistic because, like Breakfast Club, yeah, everybody saw themselves in somebody in that movie, and that was real people dealing with real problems. And I think that was really the start of. It was a fine mix between being over the top and something yeah. relatable. Finding there's something in that movie that you're going to be able to relate to. Yeah, you know? I don't know if we call that one a comedy, but I'll. Which one? The, it, it, Breakfast it kept, Club. Oh, it absolutely. Coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there are moments that you laugh until you cannot breathe. Okay, so let let's take a little side trip, and we're going to talk about a subgenre of comedy movies in the eighties. And these are my favorites. These actually lasted until about mid nineties, but they still felt eighties because everyone was still in day glow and blah, blah. And that was the outdoor movies, the, the, the ski movies, the camp movies, um, anything outdoors really. Now, everybody's told the exact same story. They had cool guy that usually was, uh, let's take ski movies, cool guy that it was probably the, a ski instructor mm-hmm. and all the girls love him. And because, um, and they, they, sh- they show off their hyper cool snowboarding and snow skiing skills, but wait, someone's going to buy the park. They're going to, they're going to have a race <laughs> at the end. Always. Every time there's gonna be a race at the end for a billion dollars. Right. So that they can save the park and old man winter will still have his, have his maybe, retirement. Maybe that was the fun of it, though, because it was it always was. the same thing, just with different people, you know? Yep. So it's like, um, probably maybe not a, a relatable for everybody, but in Troma, they had it, all, all their movies had a car flip, and it became a running joke because the car flip was always in the movie, you know? Yeah. It was like six movies, and they used the exact same car flipping on a street, and it just became a running joke because it's the same thing every yeah. time, you know? Yeah, there is no difference between them. They're, they're all the same raunchy humor. You have the one guy that drinks too much, and he's the funniest guy in the movie. Uh, they have the one guy that's, for some reason, he's a ski instructor, but he can't ski. Um, mm-hmm. This is every single one of these movies. But they are so much fun. And they, they resonate me. You know, I haven't been on a snowboard in 10 years, but I am, like, right back in that zone when I watch those movies. I'm not talking the Warren Miller, you know, Hi, I'm talking the comedy movies of the 80s. What is so appealing about them to you, Christina? So even though snowboarding snowboarding came out in the 60s, um, snowboarding really took off in the 80s. And I and it was something that if you could do it, snowboarding, bodyboarding, anything like that, if you could do it, you were hyper popular. So we would flood the theaters for movies like this. Um, you know, oh yeah, I can do that move. No, no, I can't. can't. I'm lying. Um, but you know, I mean, and even if you look at better off dead, John Cusack, like that movie is so coming of age, delightful, hilarious. And it gives you that fun kind of action. And I'm a huge John Cusack fan anyway, so I'm going to go to just about anything he's in, but that's not the point. Um, so, I mean, it's that feel good kind of movie and Aspen, uh, you know, they were, it was really popular in the eighties. That's where you went if you had money. Uh, So it's that, that unique combination of where you want to be that excitement. Um, you know, I was a huge bodyboarder windsurfer. I am definitely a California girl. I don't like the snow, but I love the movies. Yeah. Now, I, th- I think that um, 
the early 2000s had an answer to the to the ski movies and what happens after the party stops after all the cocaine's gone um and that is hot tub time machine yes mm, yeah i think that was an answer to real life this is exactly it was there and i'm gonna say i think that those ski movies and surf movies they were more real than not in whatever a whatever exaggerated degree i think that hot tub time machine was this is how it this is what it really what this is what it's like now yeah no very it? true <laughs> very true so and I, you know the other thing too is like just in nostalgia in general how we remember something versus how it actually happened are not always the same like mm-hmm. as we get older we put in the little details that we actually wish were there yeah does that, I mean, so, so you, you yes. start seeing, you start seeing the character that you're related with and suddenly he's a lot cooler than he was in the real mm-hmm. movie. Maybe that's it. Maybe the, these movies are more like, you know, that's, that's how I would remember a thing, you know, it's like, oh, Bobby went off that hill and he went flying, you know, and really it was like, a, you know, small little thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the movie, was, for a half a second. the movie was the illustration of that kind of storytelling, you know? Yeah. So, uh, there was a lot of these movies. Why? Yeah. Why do I mean? We said why we like it, but why did they keep making these movies? And I don't even remember the moment it got old. It was just one time. Just maybe they're cheap. I think the end by the end of the, that genre, I I don't think anybody was sick of it. It just didn't happen anymore. Well, you had a lot of the same running actors and actresses, and I think they got a little older. And <laughs> high cheekbones, no, lots of I high mean, cheekbones. Really, yeah, that was blush. Um, really, in 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 correlation with that is the fact that you know new upcoming actors and you know they didn't grow up in the '80s, so they didn't feel what we felt. So even if they wanted to keep portraying it they wouldn't have pulled it off because they are not, they are not children of that generation. Yeah. So it, it started to change. And I, I, there's one, and I can't remember off the top of my head where you could see that it was one of the later movies where you could see that shift. Um, I think you're you thinking of, it's a nineties movie called out cold. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, when we lost like our Corey Hames and, you know, cause they yeah. started getting older and they were too old for these movies. That's when we really started to lose that. Because there was an earnest, there was, I feel like as much as we talk about how people would just chameleon people bought into it as their lifestyle. I think I, no one, no one, no one did that later. Oh, hell yes. That's absolutely fact. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I if I found a pair of stirrup pants at some obscure store, I would buy them one thousand percent. Um, you know, there's just that. It's just that. It's just that that feeling. You go back to that feeling again and again and again. So, okay. So let's move on. And we had a lot of listener feedback. So, right music, take it away. And now, let's see what all of our geek rock stars have to say.
Okay, so for our listener feedback, we asked what's your favorite 80s comedy and why. And some of y'all didn't answer correctly, but one of them was so good we had to leave it up. So, uh, Christina, would you mind reading? Because you know I'm not going to. (laughs) Absolutely. So Andy Trudell says, The Money Pit. Tom Hanks was hilarious in this one. I still, to this day, find myself quoting it two weeks. It does describe a lot of construction problems still happening to this day with renovation products. <laughs> yes, so true. Um, Ryan Bell, he gave us a whole list. I'm going to pull a couple of them, but check out his list. It's amazing. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Airplane, Christmas Vacation, definitely anything John Hughes did needs to be mentioned. The teenage coming of age movies and the SNL guys doing feature films. And then he says, Leslie Nielsen is a comedy god. Now, can, can, I, I want to I want to break in here for a second on yeah. that. Um, the we didn't really hit on the SNL guys that made those movies. Some of them were terrible, Coneheads. Some were fantastic, Wayne's World. But that 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 was something that was really magical. That Lauren uh, Michaels or Lauren Michaels, yeah, sure. fought for like twenty years before he finally let that happen because he really? didn't want to commercialize Saturday Night Live. Mm. And yeah. just so brilliant. Okay, I'm sorry. Go back to the list. But yeah. That was a great call on the Saturday Night Live, guys. I wanted to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, our own Courtney says Moonstruck, a loud, obnoxious Italian-American rom-com with Cher and Nick Cage. What's not to love? And she is Nick right. Cage. That is so good. Uh, and then Lauren <laughs> Smith rounds us up with Trading Places. Jamie Lee Curtis, give you two guesses why. Ooh. what kind of what we mentioned earlier so yeah um you know what real quick because i know no one has it in their list what is your favorite saturday night live two movie um wayne's world, I mean, wayne's world is so far wayne's world. yeah wayne's world is double for me because I'm going to tell a cheesy story, but I'll make it fast. Uh, the first time that my husband met me, I was very inappropriate when I introduced myself because I was having a bad day. And I said, hi, my name's Christine. And yes, I am a beautiful, intelligent, talented, charming hostess. And he said he had a Wayne's World moment. And he was like, mm, oh, she will be mad. Oh, yes, she will be mine. So the man is crazy. <laughs> but it's just, it's so fun. And it's so good. And it, mm, okay. Well, there's Agreed. a special there's a special kind of magic when you can go from a ten minute ska- sketch and say this could be this could pull a full movie like Wayne's World, yeah. and then have it have a ten minute sketch that's this should be a movie and then it's Coneheads and it shouldn't. And you absolutely I didn't did mind not. Coneheads. I it, liked, was, it was it was all right. I love the sketch. I love the old Dan Aykroyd, uh, Jane Curtin. We didn't need more than one. No. There, <laughs> <laughs> So what was your what's your favorite there, Tyler? Oh, it's definitely Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's you can't a even, classic. You can't you can't argue that it's yeah. not a yeah, not a classic. It's, yeah, and you can't even listen to Bohemian Rhapsody and not think of it. That's right? true. It's uh, wait, Wayne's World was a cultural you know little just pin. Yeah, and I mean, and I know it it goes into the '90s more, but like the anything yeah. with Chris Farley, all that stuff was just so gold SNL gold, gold. All Absolutely. Those, and they weren't they weren't Saturday Night Live sketches first but they they very much feel like well this is the Saturday Night Live cast the Adam Sandler stuff is all Saturday Night Live let's be honest right. want to touch the hiney sorry <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from there let's jump up to our main event 
now it's time for the main event. Okay, so for our main event, we're um, kind of cheating and doing giving you guys the same question as we gave listener feedback. What is your top five favorite comedies and why? Um, uh, let me start. And this was um, a movie that is underrated, and I still love it to this day. And if it's on TV, I will watch it every single time. UHF. Um, it's as cheesy as a Weird Al movie should be, but I mm-hmm. don't think that you can talk about the 80s without talking about Weird Al. I mean, he he defined the generation more than anybody did. Um, but that movie is just, it's hilarious. You know, it, it, Michael Richards, it was his start. It was Emo William, uh, Emo Phillips. There was, I mean, yeah, it's just such a fun movie. And yeah, talk about uh, politically incorrect Without it being offensive, which Let's is what Weird Al does well. Hose. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Absolutely. great. Okay, uh, Christina, what is your number five? Weird Science. <laughs> um, weird Weird Science allowed me to be me um, because there was a little bit of a romance element. It was, but it was completely nerdy and geeky from a science aspect. So I was like, this is my movie. Like, I really loved it. I saw it in the theater several times. Um, and you know, it's just weird. Science is the reason that Anthony Michael Hall wasn't in the second national lampoons because he was starting to take off as an actor in his own right. Um, and just to see him, uh, just really start to explode and Bill Paxton. Oh God, I love Bill Paxton. And Chet is Chet oh is Chet. My gosh. Chet is Chet. Like you can't even. And there's all the stereotypes there. The yes. blues, the blues club. That's that's I think that's one of the the movies or the scenes that wouldn't make it now. But it's hilarious from top freaking BB King's in it. Come on. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, <laughs> and then a fun fact is that um, both Weird Science and 16 Candles and Risky Business were all set in the same fictional town, Skokie, hmm. Illinois. German, Illinois. Yeah, but Skokie is the actual place. Oh, okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that one. And is there a guy on Earth during that era that was not in love with Kelly LeBrock? Is, oh, is there nope. no such thing? You look at her now. Not a woman like, no. on Earth. Like it's <laughs> Kelly LeBrock. Like, yeah, heck yeah. They, they played that up. Like, was she, let's be honest. Was she as hot as she was portrayed? No, she just wasn't. But they had a way in the eighties of making a girl that was. And I apologize for doing the rating system, but I have to making a girl that's an eight <laughs> into a ten. They could do that, and not with the makeup, just with the way they treated her on screen. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, Dub. The smoke. Smoke the, and mirrors. The music. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. That look, that 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 British look. That British she, British now, look. Kelly LeBrock can rock that sultry face like nobody's business. Yeah. Like, that is uniquely her. Yeah. Okay, Tyler, what's your number five? Caddyshack. Get in the hole! Yes. You got, I mean, you can't go, movie. You got, when it, and it's likened to a little bit of your, your camp movies. You know, you got the kids working the car barn and all that kind of stuff and the, the caddies and everything. Uh, you know, it's really the, almost the same formula, but then you're throwing in Rodney Dangerfield and Bill Murray. I mean, come on. 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't lose. Um, yeah. And as I say, it's quotable. Um, but I'm, I'm one of the few people I've really enjoyed the second movie. I think more than the first movie. Really? Mm-hmm. I want, I know I'm a rarity on that one, but I, I liked them both, but I preferred the second one. I know I'm weird. Okay. So uh-huh. let's, uh, number four. Um, I'm going to switch it real quick. It was going to be trading spaces, which is just brilliant, but I want to move it to, because you mentioned him and I like, I can't believe he's not on our list back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Mm. Um, the first time that we, as the American people got to experience the genius of Sam Kinison. <laughs> oh my yes, gosh. Absolutely. I mean, that, that whole movie is hilarious. Again, I, he's, you cared about, um, Robert Downey Jr. He was he was an interesting character, but the mate the the son nobody cares about nobody, and then uh, William Zabka being you know William Zabka, <laughs> right? So I'm like I'm starting to believe. Okay, he really was like that. Okay, yeah. uh, Christina, Ghostbusters. Every single time Ghostbusters, again, another movie that let my little sci-fi geek out because it was not popular to be a girl sci-fi geek. It really wasn't, not in the 80s. Everything was like, um, okay, I'm pretty. And it was one of those movies. I mean, like I can sit down and watch this. And even though the graphics are from as old as they are, they were still cutting edge for that time. Yeah. And it's Bill Murray. It's Dan Aykroyd. It is, oh, unbelievably delightful. Ecto-1, um, Sigourney Weaver. That's another one that, dang, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's done so well. Rick Moranis, delightful. I miss him in movies. But, you know, Bill Murray didn't even get paid for Ghostbusters. I don't know if you guys knew that. What? Yeah, he, no. he he yeah he did he signed up and he did it and then i think he he got like uh residuals after the fact oh but, i'm sure he did yeah but <laughs> i mean i mean slimer like everything about this movie just screams my childhood yep. uh, when i'm when i'm sick i sit down and i watch 80s movies i don't because i laugh when i'm sick and i feel better and this is my go-to absolutely ghostbusters now i have this habit of ghostbusters and then ghostbusters afterlife because that is one of the best connections oh. done so yeah if i hadn't mentioned it who are you gonna call ghostbusters very good right on okay tyler uh you know i'm gonna pull a dub and i'm gonna change my number four on the fly okay because you because you brought somebody up, uh, Rick Moranis, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. Uh, that was that was my childhood. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really yeah. enjoyed that movie. It was so fun. It was so different, you know. The and thank you for using practical effects and not trying to make it super cheesy with CGI. Because um, well, they didn't have it. <laughs> well, they had they had like the Ghostbusters effects, you know. Yeah. Like if they tried to do all that with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, no, it would it just it would have been so bad. I I loved that movie. It was a good adventure. Now, I kind of aged out of that one, to be honest, because I feel like I. When that came out, I was very close to teenager, so I might have been kind of trying to avoid the the Disney not Mm. cartoon. So honestly, I think I need to give that one another try. Yeah, because I watched it for the first time as a parent. I think, and I loved it. So well, it's become such a franchise. 
that I think it just gets forgotten because it is just such a franchise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you might have something there, and I'm, I am going to go check that one out again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number three is okay. Put put the put the put the hands over the kids' ears because they do not. You do not let your kids watch this movie. Porkies. Oh Porky's yeah. Porkies two the next day. Porkies three. Porkies revenge. It's the scene. I the scene. I can say that. That's all I can say about the scene. The shower scene. With the this oh one. my god! <laughs> oh, I, I'm trying so hard to be good on this. Oh. That is brilliance. That is beyond. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, that's not going to fly now. But yeah. oh my gosh, I, that that was groundbreaking as far as dirty movies go. Crude humor at its best. It was it was the crudest. There's nothing cruder than it. Mm -hmm. But it still resonates with people to this day, and. Some things are a lot tamer than that would have been back then, but it still does resonate. People still watch that. I remember when, when the onset of cable, the big deal was you could watch court Porky's 27 times a week because yeah. it was always on because people just ate it up always at midnight, you know, but <laughs> for those late night ones, uh, Christina, what is your number three? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So my number three, I'm going to actually make it my number five because it's my number one favorite movie. Um, so I'm going to go with The Breakfast Club. That's confusing. I, yeah, I always do. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the Breakfast Club is yeah. so delightful. It's there's each character at some point you resonate with yeah. uh, the scene where they're smoking the weed and they're just, oh my gosh, you laugh so hard. Uh, there's just little moments, big moments. You laugh, you cry. Uh, you can still look at this and remember those, remember those moments and remember that we all have something in common on some level. And I think that that's why it was such a delightful yeah. coming of age. And I think it's still relevant today. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Tyler, what's your number three? Number three is going to be Airplane. So I, oh, I so will good. never not look back and smile just thinking about that being on with my parents watching it or something. Don't call me Shirley. And sitting there, it just is so so slapstick and just so dumb. and So, quote, and, so quotable. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was fun. It was just all it was. You're fun. You know, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some things that you probably can't make jokes about today, but, you know, back then it just didn't matter. You were having a good time. Yeah. No, and I recommend going back, watching all these. Just don't put today's eyes on and just have fun with yeah. it. Don't be offended. Just, and if you can't handle that, don't watch my guests. But I, I recommend going back and watching these and just try to relax. You're not gonna, nothing's going to change. It's just, Enjoy. And you moment. will not get those kind of movies now. Like no. you uh, cannot. The way they did it back then versus now. Like you, th you have things like yeah, scary, even without even without scary movie correctness, yeah, stuff like that today. Like oh, when no. they try to do the spoof movies today, they're terrible. Yeah, uh, you you go back then. It it wasn't just because it had Leslie Nielsen or something. It was just the way it was written and the, the subtlety of the jokes. But they were just one after another, and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Just get your tab. Get your pop rocks. Throw on yeah. some day glow lipstick or a headband and watch. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I want that. That's our public service message. Please go do that. 
Um, another, <laughs> another public service message. Uh, service message. If you haven't you done it yet, I asked you once. I'm asking you twice. Go down. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Um, hit the like. Share with your friends. Um, yeah, we love doing these shows, and I hope that you guys enjoy listening and might want to share it with people. Okay, yeah. so number two is bachelor party. Connie mm-hmm. uh, Katan. Um, and 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 then there's uh, a guy, uh, Tom, 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 hey, Tom Hanks and Tony Katan. And then there's Tony Katan. I'm um, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you okay over there, Dub? <laughs> I, 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 I'm having a uh, adolescent moment again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that quotable, funny, over the top, not too over the top. Putting the donkey in a fake donkey suit to sneak him out. Um, <laughs> oh man, I so much brilliance in this movie, and it's—I don't feel like it gets old or dated. Yes, we have we have our obligatory obligatory uh, topless female shots, um, like every '80s movie. But honestly, that's as far as it went. It could have went so much farther, and I feel like. I'm glad they didn't push the envelope as much as they could have. Cause I think it's just right. Just right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Christina. So this one doesn't have the, oblig- I can't talk today. Obligatory. Yeah. Obligatory. Thank you. I can't talk. Um, shot, but that is Elizabeth shoe adventures in babysitting. Oh. It is so well done it is so genius and i'm sorry when she stands there and she throws that knife into that guy's shoe his foot and she looks at him and she says don't fluff with the babysitter um Mm. i i laughed so hard i could not breathe and i go back to that i love elizabeth shoe she's genius um it's such a fun movie i used to sit in my room and do and then he kissed me again and again and again like that was my because i was like a big time babysitter in the 80s like that's how i made my money when i was younger so i was just gonna find the right guy you know like it was totally gonna happen no, that was the first. I believe that's the first time we saw Thor on screen. Yes, um, and it was done so well. I would recommend instead of watching it on Disney Plus, um, go buy it on iTunes or whatever. Yes, or find please. Because it Amazon is, Prime has it too. It is edited, and just that scene we were talking about—that's really that's the only edit. But it takes so much away. From that one, it's, it's yeah. two. It's mm-hmm. two words that they edit, and I understand why it's Disney Plus. I would recommend. I think it's worth your six bucks or whatever to buy it. I, I'm sure it's like four or five bucks now because it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, you're gonna watch it now. Go watch it right. Yeah, yeah. Please watch it right. So don't watch Splash on Disney Plus either. No, oh. don't. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, uh, number two. It did not have the obligatory scene, scene, but it gave plenty of reason for boys to want to watch it. And that was Roger Rabbit. Oh, yes. yes. Another another yes. one that just takes me right back to being I'm a kid. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Yep. Yep. It was, it was, it was it's a classic, man. You can't, you can't go wrong. The humor in that and uh, just, man, it, <laughs> watching Roger just 
do what just he does. Pee off so many people in that movie just for being him. Yeah, you know, it just it it taught you a lot too about thinking outside the box because this is something that back then we had not ever seen anything like that before. No the mixture of animation. And you'll never and see it human. again. You will never. Well, and it really, way. yeah, it, it blew your mind. You know, it really opened up your way of like, oh wow, we could really do some different stuff. You know, yeah. and then it, it, it as a kid, it taught me about the uh, that you know he can't when you hear the da 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 da, da you know, and he could not Two refrain bits. and like. As a kid, you know, anytime I would hear that, you'd have to complete that. And I was like, that's a thing, you know? And so, it, like, it, developmentally, I started going, wow, you know, and just kind of thinking in different ways, you know? And it was a, it was a definitely influential in my childhood. Yeah. Can, can I just say that I love that he says, as a kid, I still have to finish it. I finished it. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, but the licensing on that, oh, my gosh, however they made that happen will never happen again. Yeah. Mm. D- yeah. uh, Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck appearing with the, with Daffy Duck having a, a a battle. I'm like, wow. I don't think anything's quite been done like that, even to this yeah. day. I don't think we will then. ever see it again. And, and it, they did it so well. I'm so glad because since we're never going to see it again, you might as well have the ultimate product. Yeah, I'm. So- it- Go ahead. I was gonna say it's also one of those movies that I think it still stands. Like oh, absolutely. you can look 100%. at the graphics and you don't feel like you're cheated. You don't feel like, oh, that could have been so much better. It's not computer, it's actually drawn. Yeah. Right. Yes. So right. Oh my way. gosh, yes. hundred yep. percent. And this is a movie. Um, you can be as mad as you want. I'm so glad it never got a sequel. Me too. Yeah. It is such no, a brilliant, beautiful standalone. I don't want movie. a reboot. I don't, you know, leave that, put that one in the Smithsonian. It's a beautiful movie, you know. It is. It's a caper. It's you know, it's got it all. Okay, now we're running short on time, but I promised everyone they could do honorable mentions. So before we get to number one, you can't comment on them. We're just gonna read our honorable mentions. Start with uh, Tyler. Okay, well, honorable mentions being the Naked Gun, Eric Bueller's Day Off, Ooh. Beetlejuice, The Great Outdoors, John Candy. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Very good. Mm-hmm. Christina, what's yours? Okay. Spies Like Us, Pretty in Pink, Short Circuit, Remo Williams, and the entire Police Academy series. Oh. Oh, crap. I've, that Completely. needs to be its own show oh. one day. Yeah. Yes. Because there is like 10 episodes on it. So I think we are going to make that happen. It's within the next two months. I think we're going to make that happen. Ooh, yes. Yes. There you go. Okay. So my honorable mentions. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds, only the first one. Yeah. Zapped with Scott Bale. And if you haven't seen it, you should. And everybody forgot about it. Now they're thinking about it. Weekend at Bernie's and Top Secret. Yeah. So I, I promised I wasn't going to comment on them, but at least go watch Zapped. Okay. So number one. My number one is going to be, I think, the quintessential perfect 80s movie because it takes all the the serious 80s movies and puts it in one nice little bow, Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. Best actors in the world. Best, I mean. Rick Moranis yet again doing this Rick Moranis, John Candy. Yep. Um, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just. I don't think any. I have not met anybody that doesn't like that movie. At the very minimum, like that movie and still enjoys it. Yeah, holds up. Homie in the desert. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> with the pick. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Christina, what is your number one? Oh, Goonies, every single time, every single time. Yeah, um, it was filmed almost entirely in location in Astoria, Oregon. Y'all, that's my town. Um, just such a beautiful coming of age movie. Uh, just the way they created it, the way they directed it was brilliant. So I don't know if you guys know this, but the kids never saw the pirate ship until they actually saw it for the first really? time. Yes. Yeah, so those reactions really? when they see it are 1000% authentic. He wouldn't let them see it. So when cool. they saw that, that, that woo and that joy is genuine childhood amazement. Uh, yeah, just, Oh my gosh. Everything about it. I love, I adore. One day I will walk you through the locations. I'll show you the Goody House. I love this movie. I feel like that, that, that whole movie was, it was authentic. Everything you got from the kids. Because it's like, hey, kids. They were kids. Why don't you act like you're doing something that you already would like dream of doing? You know, going on an adventure, searching for pirate treasure and caves and stuff. I mean, that had to be the easiest thing to to act in, you know, yeah. like you're on that adventure with the well, where's it, the beef lady. Yeah, and yeah. they just they made it fun. Like they wanted these kids to have fun. And if you haven't had the chance, you have to go watch. Um, there is on, I think it's on YouTube where the entire cast watches the movie and talks about it now that they're adults. Nice. It is so delightful. If you can find that, please put that in both the YouTube and the Facebook links. Yeah, it is absolutely delightful. Yeah, because I, I would, I'm gonna check that out, but. Please put that in the link so I can, in the comments. You got it. Uh, yeah. Tyler, what is your number one? My number one. It was a fight between this and Roger Rabbit, but it would have to be Stripes. I oh. adore Bill Murray. He is my spirit animal. And I tell you that Stripes is just one of those movies. And again, we have John Candy. Um, Carol you know, Ramis. All the, yeah, Carol Ramis. You know, just all the 80s goodness in there at the obligatory scene uh <laughs> you know just and then it, and then as a kid you know i'm watching a, a funny war movie so you got this super cool futuristic you know motorhome and stuff with all these <laughs> guns and everything i just you know it had it all for me so you know i, I love that movie another quotable movie yeah yeah they did that so well in the 80s absolutely um, in the 90s, they didn't do it as well. In the 2000s, they didn't do it as well. I mean, there's a few, like, you know, uh, Army of Darkness is an example. Mm -hmm. But in that era, every movie, you would walk out saying, like, 10 catchphrases. And, yes, that was by design. But it was fantastic. No, it's it true. And if, if you've ever noticed, like, Facebook does this thing about quote a movie that we'll know what it is just by the quote. Almost every single one of those are 80s movies being quoted. You have Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner. Goonies Never Say Die. It's all of those things that you know. You know what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I think we need to get back to that. So you're not being a serious writer on that. I think it's people are going to remember these movies more than they'll remember some serious piece of fluff later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. I, you know, I agree because like reality TV, I very, I don't watch it because I say life is real enough. Give me an eighties comedy that yeah. give me a sci-fi fantasy, something that I don't need to be like, Oh, this is so serious. This no. is, this is the perfect example of what you, what you just said, though, that nobody's going to remember some of the newer, you know, this and that, but it's 2022. 
And look at the way we're talking about these movies. Like it yeah. just came out and it was the new big thing this summer and we just saw it, you know? Like the excitement's still there when you talk about them. And I you're you're a bit younger than us, Tyler. So the yes. um well well it's cause you I was just coming out of the eighties, you know, because I started high school in the nineties. So I was just trying to they, take advantage of your senior. They history. still made such an amazing impact that you you know you know about all these movies. I know mm-hmm. about all these movies. Christina yeah, I was super little when a lot of these came out, you know. Yeah, Born if you talk, in 83, if you talk I'm, I'm watching these Griffin. things at like eight years old, yeah. five years old, you know, but I can still remember the first time seeing them. Yeah. You know, they made that much of an impact. And then you watched them in your teenagers. You're like, oh. Because yeah. in the early 90s, <laughs> yeah, they were still playing them, that. you know, quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> just, just such a fantastic time. And, you know, if, if people can watch this stuff and turn their brain off, I, I wish you would. The 80s. Okay, so Didn't check take out itself seriously. Nope, and that's a good thing. So Absolutely. check out uh, the Facebook page, the Instagram, the Twitter, the I think we have a TikTok, the all the stuff. Go to the website <laughs> www.iheartgeekshow.com. You saw we paid extra for it, and I think that's it for now. There's um, might be some plans on the way soon, but I don't want to say it until it's. 100% sure. Uh, but we will, no matter what, in June, we will have some from the table episodes. So oh. if you guys missed the from the table episodes, that you know, this show, this show was based on this started. We have people coming from all over the country going to be coming in. And we're going to have at least five episodes of from the table episodes. Yes. All right. This makes me so happy because uh, there was something oh, special about those times. Oh, it's just the, the camaraderie that's going to be there and the fist fights, and it's going to be so good. Oh, yeah. Bring it, Tyler. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, I'm Dub. I'm here with Christina. We're here with Tyler. Keep on geeking on. Um, yeah. Love y'all. You've been listening to the latest episode of the I Heart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.